Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Inside Story Podcast. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee. Really happy you are here. I hope by now you are settling into the new year and I don't know, like really starting to to get your groove on for 2024. It's interesting because if you turn if you tuned into the show last week, we had a very lively conversation all about pleasure and satisfaction with my guest Rachel Anzalone. And this week on the show, it's pretty interesting because I feel like we're going to kind of keep that vibe going a little bit, but we're going to take our conversation around pleasure just in a slightly different direction. Okay? So, I hope that you're game for that. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I really think you're going to enjoy this episode because my guest today is actually one of my clients, Eva Delicious. She, and let me just say that is actually not her real name, Eva Delicious, <laughs> but you're going to understand in just a minute because Eva is actually, that's her stage name uh, because she is a burlesque dancer. And what I love about Eva's work, as I've had the chance to get to know her over the last couple of years, is how she really has used her own story to teach other women more about their own journeys and to go deeper into their bodies, to understand how your body works and moves and to have pleasure in the way that your body works and moves. And so um, Eva is really truly a, a wealth of knowledge, certainly in the dance world and how she teaches other women to dance. And you don't have to want to be a burlesque dancer to learn from Eva and take her classes, but also how she has embodied a lot of this work in her own journey. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. I'm excited for you to be on the show and finally have this platform to share your story. And it's just really fun to finally get to do this interview with you. So welcome to the show. Happy to have oh, you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It's really exciting to be here. Well, one of the, your brands that you, of your burlesque is called Body Magic. And so would you describe what, what you, how you describe and how you define what body magic is for you and, and for others? Yeah, absolutely. So to me, body magic is really the experience and process of tuning into yourself, of getting comfortable in your body and allowing your body to inform you of what's going on. I feel like our emotions can be challenging. Our brains can be confusing. <laughs> and our, our bodies don't lie. 
they're really honest. They are amazing antennas and receptors as we're, you know, we're here in bodies having this human experience. And I feel like a lot of it is about getting back to like we were when we were young, about being comfortable in your body and being able to really open the body, heart, mind channel so that all of them are communicating with each other. And so body magic is, is a practice really of honing that, of opening that channel and being able to really connect with yourself, with your authentic real self yeah. <laughs> and get clear so that you can use that to, to guide your life. Which my gosh, I mean, is such an important thing for all of us to be thinking about. And this really does, like, I'm serious, like the episode we did last week with Rachel, we talked a lot about, you know, listening to our bodies and, you know, paying attention to how pleasure shows up in a positive way. Um, this is kind of, again, just a continuation of that, but just taking it in a little bit of a different direction with you, you know, parlaying this into how our body moves and how our body feels and, and exactly just like what you said, like really honoring our body as a temple and uh, being really connected to it at a very deep, deep, deep level. Uh, mm -hmm. For you, you have such an interesting story. I have to ask, um, you know, to tell everyone how, how did burlesque come into play? Because it is such a unique profession. It is something that is very, you know, a little bit on the fringe, right? A little bit different mm -hmm. than what is, a, is a typical <laughs> nine to five job, right? So how did, yes. <laughs> how did you get into burlesque and, and how has that been something that has helped you, you know, really get in tune with your own body? Well, I got into it uh, a few years after having my second son. So I was, you know, into my 30s before I started doing it. And I had been to a show a few years. I cannot, I still cannot remember if I was pregnant or recently had had my son, you know, like time gets weird. <laughs> yeah. um, but I went to a really incredible show called Teaserama with some friends in San Francisco and we, I think we were all parents and we were running late, like parents usually do. So we walk in and there's already someone on stage and she's in this fabulous sparkly costume. The song was something about how she was delicious as a pizza and her <laughs> costume was like a life-size pizza box with rhinestones and sparkle all over it. And she was so happy and having such a good time. And the night just kind of proceeded like that. It was all of these performances, mostly, but not all women. And they were just really clever. They were really having a good time and really owning themselves. They were mm -hmm. so in their power and comfortable with themselves. Some of them were sexy. Some of them were comedic. It just, there was a whole range and mm -hmm. it was so exciting to me. It just, you know, coming out of that phase of having children, it was, um, you know, I think it's hard for everyone uh, to become a parent. And mm -hmm. I really struggled. I really, really struggled. It happened before I thought it was going to, we were already engaged and on our way to marriage. So, you know, that thankfully that was all in place or on its way, but it was not the timeline that we had planned. And it was just a really rough adjustment. And I think through a lot of it, I had gotten disconnected from my joy, 
from my mm. sparkle, from my fun. And I, you know, originally thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom and that I was going to be doing art projects and, you know, helping in the classrooms and <laughs> that came later, but, you know, having babies and I had what was uh, the first, my first son is what we call a spirited child. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're familiar with that, that is somebody who's uh, kind of high intensity. Uh, it was hard. It was really hard for me. And so I think like burlesque felt to me like this way to come back to myself, to regain some sparkle, some fun, some joy. And I, I'd grown up dancing. Mm -hmm. So the stage is a really a comfortable place for me already. And I'm also very comfortable with my body. Like we go, we went to naked beaches, things mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, so many people, when they, they hear about burlesque, they're like, oh my gosh, you're like getting, you know, much less clothed in front of other people. That is no big deal to me. It yeah. just, it just isn't, it's, you know, it's being on stage is really my happy place and being naked is like great for me. What's, what's harder for me is things like this is talking to people and opening up that feels so much more vulnerable <laughs> to me <laughs> you know it's like you're an audience I'm out there for three minutes everybody's having fun you're smiling and I'm out you know like opening up and telling people about the hard times of life that's that's so scary for me yeah being but, vulnerable um, sharing your story yeah. all the things we've been working <laughs> all on of that. yes exactly you know you know because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to run away from doing it but it's so important because you know I when I think about it like to me I don't necessarily feel like it's incredibly remarkable story you know I feel like so many of us we have children we get disconnected from ourselves we grew up in a society that like really kind of separates us from our hearts um and our minds you know like disconnects the two and of our bodies. them it tells us bodies are icky and we need to do all these things to them to make them okay to make them desirable to make them fit in you know and what i what i've come to realize is that it's important for me to tell it because it's not unusual that's exactly because right. yeah because so many of us are going through and we're experiencing it and we're you know trying to find the way back to our own joy and our happiness in ourselves and not have it be about external validation you know so burlesque was an interesting way to get there because when you think about it I'm up there on a stage and it's very much about external validation, right? <laughs> if you're like trying to get the audience in with you and applaud you and that sort of a thing. But I, I think I would say fortunately burlesque audiences are pretty welcoming and easy mm -hmm. audiences. Like they just want to have fun and they yeah. want to see you having fun and having a good time. So if you're doing that, even if you're not the most polished performer, and I'm, I know I wasn't when I first started and you know, occasionally I'm still not, um, if I'm having fun, they don't care. Yeah. They just want to have fun together and let, and you know, just feel the energy of like, we can all have a good time and be cool and be a little sassy and enjoy ourselves. I love the fact that you said that when you, when you went to that first show, you noticed you know, what, what attracted you to the dance and, and burlesque and the performance, I mean, you were already a performer, but that, that particular style of performing was that those women seemed to be so in their power. Mm. And, you know, I think you're right. I mean, I'm a mom too. And I know so many of the listeners are going to resonate with this, that 
you know, there is that we do lose a piece of ourselves when we have children and it's, it's part of how it is, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, we're supposed mm -hmm. to like, that is, we, I'm gladly give up a piece of myself for the two children mm -hmm. that I, I am so blessed to have. And they have a huge piece of me with them, right? Like literally mm -hmm. today, my son was walking out the door first thing this morning and, um, and I'm probably extra sappy right now anyway, because it's his senior year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wow. Will, yeah. Full disclaimer. Mm -hmm. Been there. <laughs> he was leaving and I I kind of held the door open a little bit extra long. And he was, he was just, you know, he didn't see me watching him, but I was just mm. watching him as he walked out the car. I immediately started crying. Um, yeah. you know, little tears to myself. Cause I was just like, there, there just goes a piece of me, a piece of my mm -hmm. heart, you know, a piece of my soul is in that kid, you know, walking out and um and so we we do, we give up a a, a big chunk of ourselves. And I think a lot of women really struggle for a long time to find their way back home, you know, to find mm -hmm. their way. So obviously that was something that spoke to you. And so when you, when you did start dancing, how did dancing, you know, practically naked on stage <laughs> and your bells and whistles and feathers and sparkles and diamonds and all the fun stuff, how did that bring you back home to you? I think that it was because of the joy and the creativity, mm. you know, and, and having something that was for me. All for you. Yeah. That was all for me. You know, I, I was a stay at home mom. My husband had his own business that was really intense and, and required a lot. And so I was a stay at home mom for most of the children's, you know, very young years. Like I would have other little jobs here and there, but I didn't have like, a job where I was gone for hours at a time until they were like in middle school and later grade school. Um, so it, it felt really good to have something that was mine and to be creating with other people. I, you know, I grew up, like I said, I grew up dancing and that was you know, in dance studios with, I don't know, 15, 20 other girls, mm -hmm. you know, and, I loved that. And that was from when I was a really early age. And then in high school, I was like on cheer team and dance team. And I was captain um, of the dance team with another friend our senior year. And, you know, we would just go to whoever house had the most food, like whoever parents had just <laughs> we most recently gone shopping. That's where we'd go. We'd eat a whole bunch and then we'd create routines. And I, for me, that create the creative movement, especially in movement, is really energizing and satisfying. And so it was, it was reclaiming things that were really meaningful and important to me. Yeah. And, and I, I had been doing some dancing while the kids were younger. I'd done Samba dancing and belly dancing. I marched in a Samba parade, very pregnant with my youngest, um, who funnily enough is a percussionist now. Oh, oh um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, th I think dance was always something that made me feel at home in myself. And this was a way to really be there with it. And some of it, I think, is really cosmic, to be honest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I don't I never was aware of burlesque when I was a younger person. I, I knew of dance in terms of like the professional dance world. And like my instructor growing up had been a rockette. But I didn't know of other kinds of dance that you could do. And when I took classes in college, like, I didn't feel like I was going on the professional track. You know, mm -hmm. I, had, I was in school in L.A. and I had people that were going, they were going to be in music videos. They're probably choreographing for 
movies and things like that now. That wasn't me. Um, and so I, I, but I knew somewhere it was, it was part of me. Dance is, is my thing. It really is. It's, it's the way that I connect to myself. It's the way that I connect to other people. It's the way that I welcome other people in. It's the way that I process stuff. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like I tell people, like I have a challenging time thinking through things. Like I, it's, it takes me a long time to think through the whole process of things, mm-hmm. but I can move through it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that makes so much sense. You know, like I can see now how that would really, you know, kind of bring back a piece of you, um, to help you recalibrate and, 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 and kind of get back into your body and get back into to who you are. So I think that's really beautiful. I think it's fascinating. Um, I can only imagine what it must have been like to be the stay at home mom who was the burlesque dancer at night, you know, like I can't, I, I mean, what must that be like? I mean, I'll have your kids I mean, yeah. navigated that too. That's such an interesting, yeah. I mean, well, that's I, tra- I to keep it separate its own challenges from... that come with it. Yeah. I'm sure. It's, I, there's a lot of stuff I have. I don't like, I know many performers that put quite a lot on social media. I don't as much. And I never have because I just wanted them to, I didn't want them to go to school and somebody come and be like, Hey, is this your mom? Is this your mom? Yeah. yeah. You know, I just was like, that's just a little too much. So, you know, our youngest is now a sophomore in high school. I feel like when they're 18, you know, I get to do my thing totally yeah. and not worry yeah. about it. Um, but you know, like, I don't think everything needs to be out there for people to appreciate what I do and to be able to receive it. So, yeah. you know, there's that, um, you know, they've, they've definitely grown up with it. There was one time I was doing a performance. It was a, um, it was a post burning man event and it was an outside stage. And so anyone could be there and the boys were both there. They were quite young and I was doing a feather fan dance and they were both on the edge of the stage like this. <laughs> You know, and a beautiful mom. I just came and tickled them with the feathers. They loved it and thought it was so sweet. And I think they were too young to judge anything yeah. at that point, you know, and like one of my friends was the girl who produced it was standing there and somebody was like, oh my gosh, whose kids are those? And she turns around, she's like, they're hers. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, I think much to my children's horror, what I, I don't know that burlesque necessarily made this possible, but we're, we have very honest conversations about sexuality, about consent, about Mm -hmm. respect, you know, and of course they're mortified when I want to talk about the, with, talk with them about these things, but it's, to me, it's It's really important. important. Yeah. 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 You know, I I remember standing on the deck, you know, thinking I'm probably having a boy. I really, I'm a very girly girl. And I was like, I want a girl. I want a girl. But I was like, I'm probably having a boy because that's how the universe is. And I was kind of asking the stars, well, you know, what's this about? Why would I be having a boy? And the response that I got back was so that you can raise amazing men Mm. because our world needs them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. So, you know, they've, they've seen the one show and otherwise it's, it's not really in their life other than there's costume pieces around a lot, you know, and they've played with the costume pieces, especially when they were little. It's very cute. There's one picture of Elvis, or I think a video of Elvis, that he's wearing a mask. And this is my youngest. And he let me take the video. And I had gotten these Isis wings, which are like these big, glorious, you know, shiny wings. And I'm in there like, 
you know, pretty, pretty, pretty. And I'm like, you want to dance with me? And he's like, yeah. And he puts on a pair of wings and immediately he turns it into like martial arts. (laughs) (laughs) This is no longer burlesque. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could be, (laughs) just not mine. (laughs) Yeah. That's so yeah. fun. That's so, I mean, it really is. I mean, just an, an interesting, an interesting dynamic, which again, why I've always said this about you, like you're just so unique and what, <laughs> you know, and I love that. I love unique. I mean that in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Like I think unique is good. I think everyone should, you know, listen to who they are and find the thing that brings them joy and do the thing that um, feels the most you know, that brings them back to home the most. And right. so I love that you're, that you do that for yourself and that burlesque has been the platform and the vehicle that has allowed you to do that. And now, you know, you get to help other women do this yeah. as well. Like I said, in the open, like you teach these online, uh, mostly, well, I guess you do online and it's offline. Both right? now. Both, yeah, right? I do both. I mean, you know, COVID was an awesome opportunity right? Right. to, <laughs> to get all online. the online stuff all out there. But um, yeah, I, I taught in person for years yeah. and now we're back to that, which is very sweet. But you're teaching women uh, to dance, you know, you're teaching them diff- your whole mo- body magic temple uh, mm-hmm. methodology and um, style of dance and, and, and not so much because all of them want to become a burlesque dancer per se. But again, to teach what you've had the the experience of, of, of coming back home to your own body, what has that experience been like to, to pass this down to other women, to teach other women and have them go on a journey similar to you? What has that experience been like for you now to be the teacher? <laughs> it is the best. Mm-hmm. It is what keeps me in it and keeps me doing it. Um, I think I, I may have moved onto other types of dance um, and not continue doing burlesque if I wasn't teaching, mm-hmm. honestly. Because what is most exciting to me now is seeing the joy that these people have when they come in and they find themselves, you know, it's mostly women, but you know, there are people who are, I have some male students, I have some people who are Mm non-binary. And it's just incredible for them to come into a space that welcomes them as they are and supports them as they, they grow into whatever it is they want to be. You know, I, I don't, always think of it like te- and teaching is the easiest way for under people to understand it. I sure. think when I explain it, but really to me, it's, it's holding space for them to play, to try new ways of being to without judgment and with encouragement and support. So they can start to release maybe some of that judgment that they have on themselves. Mm-hmm. Some things that you've integrated from society and to really figure out like, who do I want to be? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be in this world? And maybe you take it on stage, but maybe you just walk out your front door and you have, you know, all the confidence of a burlesque performer Yeah, and you get to know yourself on a really deep level. And so deeply, like to me, confidence is, is just knowing your authentic self and living that without apology. That's what confidence is to me. And burlesque definitely was the start of helping me get there. There were a lot of things I learned on the way. And I I think some of it was because of the challenges that I came up against being in a performance art 
mm-hmm. and a parent. And, you know, like it's, it's not after the first little bit, when you go through your initial course, you know, everybody there loves you and is welcoming and you have a guaranteed stage and all that kind of stuff. But then you start going and you got to book your own gigs. You got to network. You got to find all the things. It becomes like it's a business. Job. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. A job. You know, it's yeah, a job. Absolutely. And, um, and that's hard. You know, you don't fit in every show or you don't get along with every person and you can't make everything, you know, or maybe life is intervening and you can't take that opportunity that you want to take. And so it was a process for sure. And a, a lot of things I learned along the way are, are not just dance and movement. I, I call them mindset magics now, but it, it's how I kept myself in myself (laughs) Mm -hmm. and clear and confident of who I am and what I'm doing. It's, it's how, when like, you know, life blows up and things get difficult, I'm able to come back to me and be clear on, okay, this is who I am. Maybe I made a mistake or maybe something crazy is going on, but I can deal with this and I know who I am. And I know that my heart is, is pure. My intention is love. And you know, whatever else happens around that, I can figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. And that's happening for the people that are coming through your programs now, you know, is Mm -hmm. that they're learning that and figuring out, I love that you said, like, one of the biggest things is confidence, you know, whether they become a burlesque dancer or not, they're, they can show up confident, like a burlesque dancer. And I mean, my gosh, don't we all need a little bit of that, you know, whether we want (laughs) to do that work or not, it's like finding that thing in us that reminds us of who we are. Um, and I think that doing something, I, I, I remember years ago, um, a friend of mine started taking, um, I guess it was basically like pole dancing classes, you yeah. know, <laughs> something equivalent to that. And, um, or like the ropes or something, I can't remember, but something <laughs> similar to that. And I, it was just like such a far departure, you know, of like, I guess who she was, I put in air quotes, right? Like who she was or how she showed up in the world. And I was just like, that is so cool because, you know, you're doing something that is so far different, so far outside your comfort zone that maybe you actually discover something about yourself that you're needing to discover that like what happened for you just kind of like you had gotten away from, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think something like the classes that you offer could very much, you know, offer that up for women, which I think is so beautiful. You know, I think it's such a, that's why I've always loved your business model. I just thought (laughs) what a cool thing, you know, that you're doing because you are giving other women a pathway to, to figure that out for themselves in such a unique, uh, modality, you know, that's just not talked a lot about. I mean, you're the literally the only burlesque dancer I know. And I've interviewed, I mean, Eva, I have interviewed people for a living, you know, I've interviewed people my entire career. That's all I've ever done. And I can honestly say I've never interviewed a burlesque dancer. So, I mean, that's how (laughs) unique and different it is, you know? I've mm-hmm. interviewed a ton of politicians and <laughs> CEOs, <laughs> you know, come on. Them. I mean, yeah, yeah. Moms, yeah, it's know, funny. Kind of- I mean, it's been my world for so long yeah. that, you know, it, it's, but it's true. So many people, it's still very new to, it's still very fresh. They haven't been to a show. They don't know what it's about. And like my parents didn't come for years, honestly, uh-huh. uh, and they, they don't live nearby. So it wasn't so easy, but you know, I think for a little while they were like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Which is <laughs> 
you know, I'm like, you never should have been surprised. First of all, I was always dancing and they tell stories all the time about how I was either naked mm-hmm. or I would come out in an outfit and ask to be photographed. Yeah. Right. You no, know, I'm like, you could see that career path. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But, you know, it took them years to come. And when they finally did, I think I was only emceeing the show. I wasn't even performing in it. I was I was the MC. But it was a show I had co-written with a friend. And so it was like a, a storyline burlesque show. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't believe it. They were just like so wowed by all of the performers and how comfortable and confident everyone was and how much it was just about being empowered and being in yourself. And there were all different types of performers. There were various sizes of bodies, of genders, of ages, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I just turned 50 Mm. and there's still a place for me to go and keep doing this. You know, there are people who are older than me performing, like it's really amazing. And it's a space where you can use so many skills for sure. I think it's, it's so fun. And I, I have, I have students were in their seventies. Wow. That is, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that because you know what? We're never too old to try something new. We're never too old to like do things that bring us joy. Also, it doesn't matter our size of our bodies. I mean, I, I just love that you represent all of that, you know, and that you get to have space to welcome the people of wa- all walks and sizes, right. And all ages mm-hmm. to come and do this work. Yeah. And how you're right, how empowering to be around people mm-hmm. that are just so confident and clear about who they are and yeah. and own their bodies the way that they are and the age that they are. I love yeah, that. it's yeah. I mean, we're all getting older, right? We're all gonna get there. No matter aging. where you started and like how like perfect yeah. you you are, you know, we're all aging. That's something everybody has to come up against. And that changes things for sure. So it feels like amazing to focus more on how am I in myself as opposed to how do I feel other people think about me? Well, I want to go back to something that you said earlier, which was um, more around the storytelling piece, right? Because mm-hmm. as you were saying, like burlesque was easy, you know, like you didn't have yeah. to talk, you didn't have to <laughs> engage with people. I know that I now know this about you. I, w- I did not know this because just meeting you online and having you're in, even like now in this interview, you know, I don't think people would assume that you are an introverted person, but I now know that you <laughs> right. are, I know that you're actually, uh-huh. you're very introverted. And, um, and so doing the storytelling piece has been a growth edge for you. It definitely it's, yes, it's it's like that version <laughs> of, you know, going and doing the high ropes or whatever it is, right. Mm-hmm. Is pushing yourself to a different level of uncomfortability so that you can continue to grow. What have you learned the most about yourself through the work that we've been doing through storytelling over these last couple of years? Mm, A a few things. I think the realization that I didn't have to have a special story was really big. You know, I felt like for so long, I, I read a lot. Um, and I love amazing stories of challenge, of overcoming, of, you know, inspirational kinds of things. And I've I've slowly am working on a book myself and I was sitting down to write it and I was like, oh gosh, I don't really feel like I have like a big thing like that. You know, like things have happened. I've had children, like it was challenging. The first one was an emergency C-section you know, there was some stuff there. I had a very rocky period in my marriage that almost ended, 
you know, that's, that's some stuff, but like a lot of people go through those kinds of things, but realizing that it's so important to share how much I am similar to everybody else mm-hmm. and the, the pathway that I figured out through it is so helpful and supportive to other people, you know, because I think some people meet me and they, I am on stage and I'm, you know, my hair is very big and I'm all sparkly and things like that. And they give, they have a lot of assumptions about what that means sure. about me. But when I, then, you know, we get into, into classes or dancing together and they're like, oh, wow, you're just really regular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm just a really regular person. And I think for them, it feels like, oh, okay, so I can do this too. Yeah. It's supportive to them. And so that's very encouraging. And I am a recovering perfectionist, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I really felt like it had to come out in a certain way and look a certain way and be a certain thing for a long time. And now I'm, I know that I have to also keep beginner's mindset mm-hmm. and, you know, allow myself to be new, to mess up, to make mistakes, to learn, to grow, you know, so light beamers has been such a sweet, supportive place for that honestly. And I, I love how you so graciously hold the space for us to, um, to, you know, tell our, tell our stories of, you know, why we can't tell our story and all that sort of thing. And you just hold up a mirror and you, you know, it's kind of like a, that's possible. And I just want you to think about this as well. (laughs) The best way, you know, I mean, you're basically like, yeah, I'm not going to subscribe to your BS right now. Mm-hmm. Think about this option instead. So, yeah, I, I think all of that has been really supportive and really wonderful. And I'm really thankful, you know, to to have people who hold space for me. Just, yeah. you, you know, I hold so much space for so many people. You hold people. so much space for other women. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's really important for me to have that too. So, yeah. So, you know, like, tell your story talk about it. Somebody out there needs to hear what you have to say. It's important. And even if it's just one person, it could make all the difference in the world for them. And how wonderful, like, why would you hold that back? If you could have that possible impact on somebody else, you know, even if you're not perfect or great at it, and it's messy to start with, like, just keep doing it. And if you aren't sure how to go about it, like find the community of people who will let you be messy and give you support no matter where you're at. It's what I do all the time, right? So (laughs) I need to, I need to also have that for myself. I can't just be doing it for other people. Well, I, I, I have to point this out though, because I know that the, the listener is going to be like, wait, did she just say that she's like, you know, my story is no big deal. I, I don't really have a story. And here we've just did this whole interview yeah. about how unique you are, and how right? different you are. The stay at home mom turned burlesque dancer. I mean, that's a headline right there, you know? And it's like, I love that. Like, I love that you literally like, and from our vantage point, you are so different and so unique and have this really crazy story from your vantage point. You don't. And I want to point that out because I think that whatever, you know, others are thinking of their story. Right. And I hear it all, you know, Mm. you know, I do, I definitely know that people like that, that do have those giant stories of the giant overcoming, you know, the overcoming cancer, the climbing Mount Everest, whatever it is. 
And then those of us who, um, in your words, are just like more like everybody else, you know, that wherever you are in the spectrum, like your perspective, your story is probably very different than (laughs) others' perspective (laughs) of your story. Mm -hmm. And you're actually never going to find out, you know, how that resonates with others and how they connect with it until you do go on the journey of of telling the story, of, of, Mm -hmm. of learning to share your story, of learning to tell it. So I'm so grateful that you've, you've been here doing this work with us over the last couple of years because of that, because I mean, I have sat by going like, how cool is it that I get to work with a burlesque dancer you know? <laughs> and you're over there going like, I don't really have like, who wants to hear from me, you know, because you think you're thinking what so many other women think when it comes to telling their story, like why, why wouldn't mm-hmm. anybody want to hear my story? You know, and I, I'm over here going, mm-hmm. getting my popcorn. Like I can't wait until Eva <laughs> tells her story. You know, I've been looking forward to this podcast episode for a really long time. I think I've, in, I've invited you multiple times and yes, we're finally have. doing it, you know, I'm claiming you. this year's collaboration and showing up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, anyway, I, just an interesting yes thing to point out. I know I, I was going to ask you about your necklace. So your necklace yeah. has this big giant yes on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this the year of your yes? Yeah, this is the year of yes. <laughs> for what are yes. your yeses? For what yes. are some of the yeses that you're wanna cl- you want to claim for, <sighs> for 2024 for Eva? Oh, wow. That's Eva so Delicious. fun. Thank you. Yes. I, well, I am claiming a trip to, with my family to see the Northern Lights. Oh. Uh, in the winter of 2024, it is going to be uh, the beginning this year is the beginning of a solar maximum period. And so the lights are supposed to be extra. So oh. yeah, we're going to Norway um, sometime in December 2024. So that's, it's, we're, it's already in the works. We're already planning on. I'm very excited about that. Um, and I am kind of... Uh, giving up some things. It's, it's funny. It sounds like, it sounds like a no, but it's not really because I'm making space for myself to be able to do other things that lift me up a little bit more. So I have been teaching burlesque for, uh, 11 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think there, there's some spaces where I could renew that and renew my excitement. And it's always fun when somebody comes in and has a new idea and I get to, you know, shepherd them through it. And, <laughs> I think I need a little bit more space. Um, Mm -hmm. So there are other women who work in the Body Magic Temple, other high priestesses, and they're going to take over some more Mm -hmm. things this year. So I'm really excited for them to come in and and step more into their power and take over more teaching and have that going on. Because to me, that feels like, you know, another like lifting them up. Yeah, exactly. So that's very exciting to me. And it gives me a lot more space. Yeah. to do other things. And so you, you mentioned the, the other style of dancing that I do that is more about embodiment. And it's, mm-hmm. you could never go on stage doing this style of dancing. In fact, people would probably not pay to watch you do mm-hmm. this style of dancing right. unless they were like really into modern dance. Uh, because it's really just you moving and doing right? what you want to do. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's your full expression. And it's, it's just meant for you to get comfortable in yourself. And I, I want to do more of that. It has been incredibly exciting for me. It, it definitely has reinvigorated me for performing because I have a, it gave me a space to play and try new things and just get connected to dance as a joy. So mm. that has been very fun. Uh, and I want to spread that more. We're, we're going to do more retreats this year. We did our first one last November, which was successful beyond what we could imagine. You know, we, 
uh, pretty much sold it out mm-hmm. in I think four months. It was just kind of a, a, a like, hey, people have been asking about doing this. A place is lined up with one of my students. She just put it out there. I have a a, hi- a house I want to do retreats at, and I was like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so we did. You like said four yes. months. We said yes. We and it happened in like four months, and it was just a long weekend focused on self-love and the participants could not believe how deep we went mm-hmm. in that amount of time and how much they have come away with and they're still using in their lives. So that's very exciting. And I want to, I want to do more of that. I want mm-hmm. to spend more time, more focused time with people, lifting them up, giving them the tools to carry this away and be able to implement it in their daily life. And they're not complicated things that we do. Uh, I don't want them to be complicated because then I think it makes it hard. You don't do it. Right. right. And the more, the more simple that you can make it, the easier it is to just flow it into your life and actually make a change. Uh, but I think having other people who are doing it with you and being reinforced in it makes a tremendous difference. So that was, that is really lovely. And I'm very excited to do more of that. And um, I'm stepping into my, my witch, witchiness a great deal more. Yeah. And that is super uplifting and exciting for me, which, which means like continuing to do the Newman circles I've been doing online with my people, mm-hmm. but also developing my personal practice a lot more. Yeah. And yeah. how has that, how does that, you know, ground you or continue to aid in this work? Uh, it's, uh, it's what you said, basically it's grounding. It keeps mm-hmm. me really present to it. And really focused on what it is that I want to bring about so that I'm not just like, so we want to grow and we want to do a thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, okay, these are the next things that we need to do. And this is what I need to check in on and stay present to. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm working a spell right now that is really just about bringing in the things that I want to have in the, in this year. And um, it's, bringing back some, some silliness, some lightheartedness and joy, uh, collaborating with people and moving toward contentment. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of these, and I think you're one too. Mm. We're always like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But that yep. can be a little tiring. <laughs> and I, I want to move toward contentment and appreciation yeah. for what yeah. has been created and what is, and not always feel like I have to be pushing, but I can be celebrating. And I can be proud of what I've helped create. Yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing it more and more now. I think it's been five years that Body Magic Temple has existed in the format that it does now. And uh, I didn't even realize it when it was happening. We had a showcase last fall and it was our fifth anniversary. I didn't even realize it because I was yeah, just Yeah, because like, you're just in go, 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 right? Yeah, exactly. Right? You can't even I was look, like, I stop yeah, I wasn't appreciate. even like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook had to remind me. Um, yeah. And but I looked out into the room and there were uh, all the people on stage, of course, but then there were tons of people who were involved with the temple in, in the showroom itself. And they were people who come and dance on the, the body and soul Sundays with me, just like in their body, feeling good. People have been to lots of shows. People have been in performance series um, who had, you know, were coming to the retreat or who were just like friends and supporters. And I was looking out, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like for so long, the vision in my head has been a circle of really awesome, sparkly people supporting each other, loving each other, being kind, being compassionate, doing our best to grow in ourselves so that we can 
be authentic and real and show up for other people and not keep passing on damage. Mm, yeah. You know, like I, I've really done with how the world operates and it seems like such a, you know, a, a silly thing sometimes to be like, you're going to change the world through burlesque, mm-hmm. but I am. <laughs> Totally am. And some of my students recently are they're like, oh wow, pasties were like the gateway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there is so much more happening up in here. Because yeah, I mean, if you're clear and and happy and confident in yes. yourself, you show up so much different in the world. You're able to heal a lot. You're able to pass that on to everybody else around you. There are so many people being affected by Body Magic Temple who have never been in a class. And right. I know this because my students tell me, you know, I share what you've, you've said with friends or they wondered like, why am I showing up like this? And they like it. And so they start showing up like that. Yeah. And, it is truly you know, a domino effect. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I say this about storytelling too, but it's like, I think anything, any work that we're doing that that we're passionate about, whatever that is for me, it's storytelling for you. It's, it's the burlesque and the dance and, you know, really passing that on to other people. What for others, it might be, you know, uh, accounting. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but whatever it is, is like, if you are able to have a positive effect, positive impact on someone else, that creates a ripple effect. How that person, like you said, shows up in the world They've healed their wounds. They're not showing up with all of their trauma anymore. We have a world full of that. But if we can show up and start to create a different ripple effect of people showing up with love and kindness and grace and people Mm -hmm. who are whole beings, they've come back home to themselves, then that creates a ripple effect that eventually can take over the world Mm -hmm. that is showing up with all their trauma. So I a hundred I am a, I'm a one hundred percent of Pollyanna with you on that one is that we actually can change the world through burlesque or through storytelling mm-hmm. or through whatever those things are because we are we are helping you know re, repattern people we are helping like just like with you like I've been mm-hmm. able to help you with storytelling and you now show up sharing your story because you now realize that even though you didn't think you have a story that you should show up with that story because your story is like so many other people right at the core mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And now you're doing yeah, it. Absolutely. Right. Same as you would teach in your dance classes. And so, um, that has created a ripple effect. And so I a hundred percent agree with you that you absolutely can change the world. With <laughs> with one pasty at a time. <laughs> one pasty at a time, two shimmies at a time, however it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I adore you. I think this was so fun. Um, Truly, I think you do have a remarkable story. I think that I love the fact that you are so unique. And I I love that you are, that you lead with your heart. You lead with kindness. You lead with love. Um, And that really you're just, you know, that that is being, you're using the vehicles that mean something to you to get to reach other people to make that happen. And um, have no doubt that you're having a huge impact on the students that you teach and that the people that come through your body magic temple and now the other teachers that are teaching in your place, it's creating a, a huge uh, wave of positive change. And so I applaud you for that. So if people are listening and they want a little dose of that, they want to 
to try some of this out for them. I know you teach a lot of different types of classes and a lot of different yeah. types of modalities. <laughs> it's so not just burlesque, but right. um, what's the best way for people to explore all your offerings and find out more about your dance classes? I think probably go to bodymagictemple.com and that is with I-C-K dot uh, oh. com. Yeah, uh, uh, to find all, all of the things that are currently available or find me on Instagram. I put lots of fun, silly things on Instagram and, you know, and try to send inspirations for, you know, you can show up fabulous or you can show up as you are. Both are welcome and appreciated in this world. And it's really about where you're at in the moment. It's bringing, bringing you joy or contentment or maybe okayness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. can be awesome too. So yeah, I think go to the website, find me on Instagram. Um, and if you're coming out to Portland, Oregon, look me up and come dance with me. Yes. Wouldn't that be fun to come? I would love to come see a show. I mean, oh, maybe yeah. Oh, yeah. Plan a port. You know, we talked about doing yeah, a, a road show <laughs> this summer. Yeah. So uh, uh-huh. those are going to be coming back, by the way. So we're going to okay. get a new batch of those going. So in, in 2024. So maybe, maybe Portland will be on on the roadshow mm-hmm. tour for uh, this year. I'd love to make that okay. happen. I'd love to meet you in person yeah. finally and come, yeah, to, I know. come to one of your shows. <laughs> so fun yeah let's well, date. thanks for being here thank thanks you so being much here. we'll link up all your links in the show notes so people can find you um and i just again thank you for sharing and being so willing to share the story and and be uh be out there with your story now i love it yeah thank you for this and for your years of support in getting to this point you know yeah it really is has all meant right. a lot <laughs> Well, it's been a joy for me too, truly. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here for this episode of the Inside Story, a true inside story with Eva Delicious and all of her amazing journey, um, not only as a dancer, but obviously as a storyteller as well. Um, And I just appreciate you being here to tune in and be with us and, and be with us in this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, share it out with your friends. Definitely reach out to Eva on Instagram. Check out her classes at bodymagictemple.com. We will link up everything in those show notes so you can easily find it. And we'll be back here next week with another episode. And so until then, go make your year, the year that you say yes, just like Eva is talking about and make space for you and find the things that bring you joy to bring you back home to who you are. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. 
I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.